Blog Talk Radio. Shemalek Mahilama Shemahezahilma Sunashenevorat Patrick's Day this week, 
Uh, we thought we'd start out with a little Gaelic music, uh, maybe a little rebel, it's a little rebel rouser to wake everybody up and uh, make sure everybody knows that uh, we're here and ready to go. Um, there was a Kane. You want to uh, want to update everybody on the uh, Gagey fight? Yeah, so if, if you didn't know, uh, there was UFC, I think it was, what was it, 286 or 7 uh, is today. It's actually going on right now. Main card is, is going on right now. And uh, I'm watching it as Leon Edwards versus Kamaru Usman is their third fight. Big trilogy. But uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll get into that later on in the show. Uh, probably when, when the fight actually ends, we'll, we'll recap it. But... The Gaethje fight was the co-main. Uh, Justin Gaethje just fought Rafael Fizov. And I think everybody knew coming up to this fight that it was going to be, you know, one of those really, really special fights. And it was kind of the same thing for when Justin Gaethje fought Michael Chandler. They're two very special fan favorites because they go in there, they they talk that talk, and they get it done. They, they, they're bruisers. You know, they don't really care about their own well-being. And for some reason, the fans, you know, the fans really like that. And it's, 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 they know how to put on a show. Justin Gaethje definitely knows how to put on a show. And, you know, I wasn't the biggest Raphael Fiziv guy, uh, cause he did beat one of my favorite fighters earlier on in, in his career, Bobby Green. So ever since then, I've kind of ha- hold uh, a little bit of a grudge. And I haven't really watched, a lot of Rafael Fizz's fights since then. And I don't remember him being that good when he fought Bobby Green. Don't, now, don't, don't get me wrong. He was good when he fought Bobby Green. But I don't remember him being that good. He was extraordinary. He was extraordinary today. And you could call it a robbery. I'm not. Just because of that last round, it might have been a 10-8. Uh, but... Absolutely extraordinary performance by Rafael Fizov. He looked insanely fast. You know, towards the end, he was kind of leaving himself open to the inside shots and the jabs. And once once you leave yourself open to the jabs, you're basically leaving yourself open to every other strike there is in the book. And Gaethje was showing off his catalog and even got a little bit a little bit of wrestling done at the bell. Uh, towards the end of the fight, he, he got a takedown, and, and that takedown might have been the decisive takedown that maybe pushed him over the edge to actually win the fight. Now, Bob, did you hear anything about this fight? Uh, no, I'm just kind of watching the internet what's popping up. I'm getting the best play-by-play by you, so that's fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was, uh, he's on too. Maybe Z saw it. Yeah, you see Z. Hey, how's it going? Uh, no, I didn't see it, but uh, when you're dealing with Justin Gaethje, you, you have to get past. Uh, he he's a jab hammer guy, so like he has a very good jab, <laughs> but he throws hammers after that, whether it's legs or or fists. So, and so we all know about Justin Gaethje's famous leg kicks. He used them to deteriorate every single fighter he's ever fought, and they were a real big problem for Habib when he fought Habib in in, in, in Khabib's last fight, and. You know, a lot of people think that Justin Gaethje maybe gave him his hardest fight or, you know, that was the closest Khabib's been to losing. And I think the closest Khabib's been to losing was actually that Dustin Poirier fight when Dustin Poirier got him into the triangle. But overall performance against Khabib, I'd say Justin Gaethje might have had the best. And that is that is saying something for how dominant of a fighter that 
Khabib Nurmagomedov is and or was at the time. I'm sure he's not as good now. He's been out of the game for a while. But uh, so, I mean, those leg kicks he got he got in early and he he managed to spin Rafael Fiz around in the first round. And actually, the first strike was that leg kick. And right when I, right when I saw it, I, I saw it kind of set the pace for the fight. It was going to be a fast paced fight. And I think we knew that coming into it, but, you know, it's, it's one thing to know it. It's another thing to see it. And it was, it, it was, it was nothing short of, of, of special. It was nothing sport, short of special. I'll say that. Very good fight. You know, speaking of uh, some losses, uh, it was one that uh, I guess nobody on this uh, side of the uh, microphone wants to talk about, and that's last week's fight, uh, what do you think about uh, Peter Yan, uh, Bob? Uh, last week, amazing. So um, that that was uh, that was great. Um, so hold on, switching between something real quick. Um, but yeah, so him getting the decision, uh, I was all for it. Um, great fight. Uh, it was very close. Um, yeah, but Peter Yan is, is, is one tough cookie. Okay. Peter Young. Kane, what do you Peter think? Young. Oh no, he lost. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm looking at it wrong. Yeah, he, um, he got yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, he got he got it handed to him. That's right. Okay. I apologize. Yeah. Okay, that'll be a double sandwich for you. <laughs> yeah, double sandwich for me. And yeah, I, I'm in the same boat with Bob. Uh you know, Keep the keep the crow sandwiches coming because I probably deserve one as well. And yeah, how how could I not? Peter Yan, established fighter, he is one of the most technical strikers in UFC, possibly in UFC history. And we see his decline right now. And I'm pretty sure as of now, he is I think one in five or. Or, or one in four in his last five or six fights. So coming from a, a, a fighter that we know as dominant and a fighter that we know as explosive and un, sometimes unbeatable, and for him to go in against up-and-coming Mirab Dishpaveli, Mirab is coming off with not some amazing you – know, he, he didn't have a crazy resume up until that point. He did fight and manhandle Jose Aldo before, you know, leading up to uh, last week's fight. But that's an old, on the verge of retirement, Jose Aldo. So it's still, although still Jose Aldo, it's not, it's not the Jose Aldo that that we know and love. So it's not as as, as big of an accomplishment. But beating Piotr Jan is a massive accomplishment. And on mm-hmm. the other hand. Dominating Peter Yan is otherworldly. That just doesn't happen. Peter Yan, Peter Yan, in his entire history of fighting, has never been to the point where people call his loss a domination. And mm-hmm. he got dominated that fight. He got manhandled. He was outclassed. He was not ready. He was outstruck. He was the perfect way to put it. He was outclassed. That's all you can really say. He was outclassed that entire fight. Amazing performance. And that's what surprised me. We, we 
we knew that Jan had great hands and it was very technical, yeah. but Marab just picked him apart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what Marab would be the future champion of that division, whether it be Henry Cejudo or Aljamain Sterling. What do you think, Z? I didn't uh, see that fight, unfortunately, but uh, it, it it happens. Especially, let me tell you something about uh, USC. Um, it's it, it really MMA to, to to a degree. Once you get into these, uh, well, really UFC, the, uh, the the major leagues. Um, John Jones is special. I hate to say it. I mean, so, so I hate to really say it about anybody, but he's special because he's undefeated. You do not. You're going to lose. That's one thing. In UFC, you are going to lose. You don't have guys walking around with these shielded, undefeated records. You're going to lose. You're going to face, you know, you're going to face enough people the way you're going to lose. Uh, Israel Anasanya, Kamar Uzman. I mean, you can be as good as you're going to be, but you're going to have to take that out eventually. I mean, several, to be honest. Um, once you get to a certain level, or really, should I say, a certain age, um, it, it tends to happen a little more often, unfortunately. Uh, so, I, I mean, Peter Jan is going to continue to be good, but you might not see, you know, you, we might have lost the best of them, to be honest. And I, I like okay. what you added about John Jones being so special and about him being undefeated. People see that one, you know, the, the, he, people see the number one on his rock yeah. column. But you go look at that fight and tell me he tell me he lost. He got disqualified in a fight that he was absolutely destroying. I think it was uh, what, Mark Hamill or, or, or yeah, something like that. Mark Hamill, I think. Somebody, I, I forget his name. Um, but he absolutely killed that guy. And the the I think it was the twelve to six downward rounded elbow rule, dumbest rule. Actually, it's not that dumb. It, it perfects the fighters. It protects the fighters. But you know, it wasn't a lot. John Jones is undefeated, and he might be the only MMA fighter to have gone a full career in the top flight of his sport to be completely undefeated. And that is special. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Z, what's with uh, the WBO ordering uh, uh, Arthur Bedevez to uh, um, uh, to fight uh, uh, Callum Smith? You have any idea what why that is? I, I don't know, but uh, really. Uh, it, it, I mean, you're going to have that. Uh, to be honest, I would like to see him be more active. I would like to see a lot of fighters uh, be more active. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, right now, uh, but, but, and, and better be as, to be honest, to me, should be more active. Uh, he, he's getting older. He's lost a chunk of his career to injuries and I think some promotional issues. Um, but, I mean, he, the guy is, is good. And like you, you really, you know, there are a few big fights for him that that he could not think he could take. Um, but why mm-hmm. you don't? And I don't like that. Why are you not taking the big fights? You should stay active. He should, you should still make money. You should, 
you shouldn't waste your career waiting around for, you know, one or two guys. I mean, you, you need to get in there and, and, and keep your skills sharp. So when you do see those one or two guys, you're a bit better. You get to capitalize more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, uh, Bob, you're a big Bellator guy. Uh, Michael Page destroyed uh, uh, Gotti Yamachi. Oh, I can't even get the name out. In 26 seconds. Yamachi? Yamanachi? Um, do you have any anything on that? No, huh? I didn't. I did not catch that. Did not hear anything about it. I apologize. Okay. All right, let's move on then. Well, I, did, uh, so we I, were, uh, I did see something on that fight. I, I saw something okay. on that uh, Michael Vance Page fight, and I, I didn't watch the whole thing. And you know, I'm not a big Bellator guy, so I don't. I don't really know his opponent. But you know, anyone who is a fan of MMA. You should know who who uh, who Michael Venom Page is, especially if you're a fan of Bobby Green. You should definitely know who Michael Venom Page is. He's one of those guys who's kind of the hand down, relaxed kickboxers. You know, he's he's long and lengthy. He can hit you from all areas around the entire octagon. You always have to keep your hands up when it when it comes to fighting him. And uh, I I saw that the guy and his shin hit the dude's kneecap. I don't know if it broke his kneecap or it broke his leg or it dislocated his kneecap, but it was it was messed up. Like it was it was actually disgusting. It was it was mm-hmm. disgusting. And uh you know Michael Venom Page to keep up this form at you know, he, he's not he's a he's now a seasoned veteran. He's not the young Michael mm-hmm. Venom Page that we're used to seeing. You know, I'm not saying he's any worse or any better, but yeah, he's not the same Michael Venom Page that we're you know, we're used to seeing throughout his entire career, and for him to come out there and showcase a young Michael Venom Page esque fight gave me hope for his future. And mm-hmm. you know, shout out to Michael Venom Page because he had one hell of a fight. He's had one hell of a career. If you don't know who he is, look up some highlights. He's uh you know, put put some respect on on Michael Venom on, on, on Michael on Michael Page's name. <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, Z. Um, Joe Joyce is starting to get active again. Uh, he's coming out with uh, Zoom Zong uh, four fifteen. Um, what's your thoughts on that one? You said Joe Joyce. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you Senator. say Joe Joyce? Yeah, Joe Joyce. Yeah, I, I like seeing Joe Joyce. <laughs> Uh, he's he's a guy. He's a mountain with arms. Uh, he, he's not he's not going to blind you with speed. He's not going to overwhelm you with dazzling skill. Um, although he, he he's very crafty, but he's a guy that you know is his name is the Juggernaut, and he he that's very apt name for him. So Joyce is he's not going to speed at you, but he's coming. Uh, and when a guy's coming and you hitting the, you're hitting the guy with, you know, very good shots, but he keeps coming, that takes a lot out of you. That I mean that that I mean one thing is it drains you when you're fighting a bigger person. Um, it also drains you when you're fighting an aggressive person. Somebody who's like, I mean, just they don't always have to punch, but they're always there. That, that foot pressure, it, 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 yeah, it, it, 
you know, it takes, you know, maybe it's a, a subconscious thing, but what it does, it, it stops your energy. Because, you, you, you know, when you throw worry into the game, then, you know, you, you start taking air out of the lungs. And Joe Joyce is good for that. He's, he's very good for that. Um, he's a powerful guy. He's big and powerful. Uh, he's not the one hit, hitter kind of guy to get you out of there. He, he, but, I mean, when he puts, he puts it on you, I mean, it stays on you. So, I mean, he, to me, he's a problem. Um, I wouldn't suggest he go ahead go fighting guys like Deontay Wilder yet uh, because he, he eats it a little too clean. But, uh, I mean, he, he, if, maybe if he develops a little more, uh, who knows? Yeah, like Z, when you're talking, you get in a fight and somebody like that, and they and they bring a pressure you're not ready for or you haven't prepared for, or you know their cardio's on point and uh, you can't even put together a game plan. You know you're in there in the back of your head just thinking, make the bad man stop. You know, so the uh, <laughs> I I've been in those situations, and yeah, you got to have your head right because I mean I've I, I I've lost a fight on the way to the ring. You know just just my head wasn't there, too much going on, all that kind of stuff. Your your head's got to be, point, you know, spot on. Yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, to be honest, you never know what situation you're going to run into into a fight. I mean, you may think that, you know, I'm going to take center ring and I'm going to do this, but, or, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna be the dog in this fight. I'm going to be the pressure guy. Um, but you never right. know. You never know because right. once you start breathing heavy, <laughs> once you start, <sighs> things begin to change. <laughs> I, I, I've seen guys, I've seen the most skillful guys come into amateur fights and pepper the guy for two and two and a half rounds. Look like almost immaculate, but that guy is there and he has good lungs. And I've seen him get right. two knockdowns and win. <laughs> I've seen guys, you know, just it doesn't, you know, you can look good. For as long as you, you know, as long as you know, you need to look good for as long as it takes. It doesn't matter if I if I have two and a half good rounds in me. The, you know, the rounds are three rounds. The fights are three rounds. So you know when you when you come in, you have to be like more. Not only you know as, as Bob said, you know you have to do your running, your cardio work, but all of that will, will go out the window if you're not mentally there. All of that, you, you, you'll throw all of that away. You, you won't do the right things in certain situations. You won't take those breathing breaks. So you, you, have, you definitely have to be mentally ready. I constantly repeat that to the people that I'm trying to teach. I'm like, I start at the very beginning. I go, as you start this journey, you're going to forget to do two things. Breathe, or I mean, you're going you're gonna to focus on two things. You're not, you know, you're breathing and don't overthink it. You know, stop. it's not it's not a puzzle. It's not you know. It's just reaction. It's you know. So and then as the you know days or weeks go by, I'm like, you're not breathing. You're overthinking. You know, you know, just just go, just relax and go. Get a little yeah, groove, Rabbi, in there. Yeah, you have. And what people tend to do, especially with you know new people, they'll hold their breaths during the moments of contact the whole time. And you'll and you'll, and you'll see it. And take a deep breath in, like like they're going underwater. <laughs> it's like, like even when you even during the contact moments you breathe, when you 
separate. I mean, I understand your breathing is going to be stressful, though, but when you separate from those contact moments of contact, that's the time you take your little breathing breaks. <laughs> that's the time, you you know, when right. you're not engaged, when you have those little moments of, all right, what do we do next, those standoff moments. But that's what makes it hard right. when you fight a guy, a pressure guy, because you rarely have those moments. You know, you don't have yeah, time don't have to, to – yeah, you don't have setup time. You don't have time to, you know, okay, I could throw a feint and do this. Some, sometimes it, there's no use in feinting. You know what I mean? Some fights, you just, right. I mean, you're going to, I mean, it's going to be, a, uh, you know, the guy's going to be there. You know, you're going to have your openings. It's all about what are you willing to sacrifice. That takes a lot of mental stamina, <laughs> mental determination. Right. Tell my guys, too, I go, you know, you ever had the wind knocked out of you? Why? I go, because most people, when they fall or something, they gasp. They suck in. You know, break falls. You know, jiu-jitsu, that teaches you, you know, exhale when you fall. You should also exhale when you punch. Best time to punch somebody is when they're trying to punch you. If you ain't breathing out, I'm going to get you. I'm going to I'm gonna sting you right in, that, right in the diaphragm. <laughs> you knock the wind out of people because they have it all in them. I mean, you, you, yeah. you bring it all in, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, but there was uh, I want to I bring up some of the stuff on the uh, other card from last week though Caden you still there like the upset from uh, uh, Jonathan Martinez beating uh, uh, said Norma uh, Mongat I can't say his last name but that was amazing yeah Didn't I didn't see that one I had to eat crow had to eat crow on that one too I didn't even get to watch uh, last week last week's card. So I, I I completely forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot until until the the, the next morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> what about? All right. Here's one to put you your mind thinking. Uh, Alexander Vulcan destroyed uh, Alex Alex Romanoff uh, last week. Bob, what's your thoughts on that one? That was another great fight. Now Alexander Volkov, he's he's working his way up, um, and I'm I'm, I'm sure you, you brought up the fact that um, you know John Jones is going to fight you know Stevie Miocic next, and that'll be awesome. But Alexander Volkov, he's working his way up the ladder. He's going to probably get a shot at at John Jones at some point because that dude, I think he's like seven foot tall or six eleven or something. He's just a a huge man. It's just it, it's cool to watch him fight. He reminds me of a stick bug. That's like that's what he reminds me. Of, uh, he reminds me of the praying mantis from the kung fu from the kung fu uh, panda movie. Right. That's the way he fights. He can hit you from anywhere in, in the entire arena. Just like he's just like in, in that sense, just like Michael Page. If we're gonna you know loop it back to that, but you know Volkov. I uh, I remember watching when Alexander Volkov fought uh, Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis right. and Derek Lewis kind of new to the game. You know, Volkov is, is is a veteran and, you know, Derek Lewis is off you know, he's now now he's a veteran. And uh you know, I remember you know going through that, that, that fight and I was like, Wow, Derek Lewis he's getting his ass kicked right now. He's getting his ass kicked right now. And I I didn't know how to feel about that. And then come along <laughs> to the I think it was a fourth or fifth round and out of nowhere, here's two left hooks for you. Down goes Volkov. Now, I'm not going to say that that shows how you know, good or bad of a fighter he is, 
don't think anyone's going down from a, a, a right, you know, two, two clean rights from, you know, rights or left from Jackson John to Derek Lewis. Anyone's going down. Anyone. You know, Volkov, does he have the potential now to, to, to make a light title run in his career? I don't think he has the quality to fight in the top flight of the heavyweight division right now just because of the state of the guys that are in it. You know, uh, Ciro Gan, uh, Sergi Palovich, Don Jones. Um, he's another, there's, there's a bunch of other guys that, in my opinion, are, you know, are more dangerous than him and can take him out. But younger Alexander Volkov, you know, he had his time. He was a good UFC fighter, one of the best heavyweights to ever do it. I, I don't think he ever laid his eyes on UFC gold, though. I don't think he ever won a championship, which is which is pretty underwhelming. It's, it's pretty sad. And uh, I mean, he has all the physical attributes to be amazing. You know, he's got the length, he's got the speed, he's got the physicality, he's got the strength. He's got it all. He's he just not. He's just not as technically gifted and mentally gifted in, in terms of fighting as some other fighters are especially, you know, right now. But, you know, he is definitely a, a gatekeeper for that division, 100%. Rank seventh. Rank seventh, yeah. Yeah. Good fighter. He's, he's definitely got some, definitely got something left, left in his tank. He's out there dominating fighters like Alexander Romanov. Right. Well, I forgot about Cyril Pavlovich and stuff in, in the uh, in the rankings, and with Cyril gone losing, and then Stevie being up uh, next, which you know, hey, good luck for Stevie, but it's John Jones. John's probably going to win that one as well. Um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna run out of people to throw at John Jones pretty soon. You know, I was. It's kind of sad that uh, jo- that that John Jones. I mean, I mean that Francis Ngannou left the division because you know with the return of John Jones, that was supposed to be the big. That was going to be a mega fight. That was going to be a huge thing. Right. And especially with you know Sergey Pavlovich coming into the UFC and making the statement win over, I think it was uh, Tai Tuivasa came out there and absolutely, I've never seen Tai Tuivasa been beat like that. Savagely beaten in 20 seconds by this massive Russian bear man, and his his skill and his footwork and his timing and especially his power is off the chart. And when Sergey fights John Jones, I know he's going to make it up. There's no one in his way. When he gets up to UFC goals, that is a match for John Jones. Sergey Pavlovich right. is going to be a match for John Jones. Hey, uh, Z, uh, big question here. Uh, Anthony Joshua next week, or two weeks, I'm sorry, with Jermaine Franklin. What's your thoughts? Um, man, I, I, have to, I, I mean, Anthony Joshua, I mean, you want to say he should win? Franklin's a good fighter, but I mean, mm-hmm. you want to say? I mean, Joshua should win. Um, but uh, Joshua's head. 
to me, it's all about where his head is because Joshua, he's a guy you can take confidence from. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, as as good as he is, you can make him think he's not that good to me. Um, You you, you know, I've, I've seen it. And I think, you know, even, you know, in moments and spots of fights, it's not good for, you know, somebody to take your confidence. I've seen Usyk do it. I've seen, uh, I've seen Ruiz do it. Um, with that said, I don't think Franklin poses the right threat to Joshua. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I just I don't you know I think you know, I don't know if he's there with it to beat Joshua. He might give Joshua a good fight. Uh, he might have to make Joshua sick and maybe adapt a little bit. But mm-hmm. Franklin, he doesn't he doesn't have that package. To, mm-hmm. to, to 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 do what he needs to do, you know, do what he needs to do to take Joshua's confidence and try to keep it. So yeah, I, I mean, right. I, I would, I'm going to leave on Joshua. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me ask you another one. Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis, Tank Davis, um, are supposed to fight at uh, 136. Does that happen? Does it not happen? Uh, there's a lot of talk around it, uh, a, a lot of hype, and until they're signed, it, it's not going to happen. Uh, now, 136, it, uh, uh, I don't think, you know, the, the weight really, to me, they, they both can fight heavier. So, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that, I don't think the weight really matters as much. Um, but uh, it, it is going to be, you know, that that would be a good fight as long as it lasts. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good fight, but it's not going to last. You know, the, the duration of the you know the bout. Well, it's going to be a duration of the bout, but it's not going to last the, the full twelve rounds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Caden, what do you think about uh, Justin Vasquez uh, with his flying knee and knocked out uh, Alejandro Garveda? You know, it's always special and, and, you know, very stunning when you see a crazy knockout, you know, something like a, a 360 spinning heel kick, um, you know, a, a scissor kick, you all, and all of these are insane endings that we don't see. You know, we don't, we don't see them every single day. You don't see them every single fight card. They're once every single full moon. And this one was no short of extraordinary as well. A flying knee, mm-hmm. you know, might be harder to land than a scissor kick or a, a 360 wheel kick. These mm-hmm. are moves that you need to calculate. You need to set up accordingly. They don't work all the time, and when they do work, it's devastating damage. Imagine a, a big ass dude putting his knee in, into your face. You do not want that. You do not want that at all. Right. And. It, that is one of the things you are mainly trying to defend against, and that is why it's so hard to land them. It's, you, they're obvious to see coming, and he caught him. He caught him on that one, and he knocked him out cold. And that was that. Mm-hmm. End of fight immediately. Put him to sleep. Best had to jump on top, call the fight. But, you know, mm-hmm. we keep on seeing these special performances on and over and over and over again, you know, and they're coming more frequent now. And it's mm-hmm. coming becoming kind of more of the uh, the norm, as you could say. It, some of these crazy finishes, 
you aren't looking as crazy anymore because they happen a little bit more often. You know, mm-hmm. I like it. I like it a little bit. You know, I like that it's that, that these that these cool finishes are happening more and more, but it makes it you know less special and less cool when it happens. Like, oh, I just saw that happen last week. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Bob, Bob, did you happen to see that fight? No, I didn't, I didn't get to see it. Why don't you give us the technical end of that, uh, Bob? Knees how hurt. Or how hard is it? <laughs> <laughs> I bet the Axie launch. That's where they get knee kick. Okay, like like when we're kicking and stuff, I tell everybody all the time, you're, you're going to lose two fights with your shin bone, the elbow and the knee. Those are the only two things that are going to beat a shin kick. And uh, um, to, to, to do the knee, see, the thing is with the knee, it's, it's, it's a very powerful move. You lo- use a lot of core in it, but the timing, like Caden was saying, the timing's got to be impeccable because it is so telegraphed. Um, by anybody that knows how to throw it. So you've got to have some serious hops and be, you know, your distance and timing down to be able to catch somebody with one. Um, more times than not, you see them only, and they'll call them flying knees, but it's like when people are uh, shooting in to take you down. And that's what makes wrestling, uh, or if you don't have a good takedown, very dangerous because if you catch a knee on the way down, um, it'll, it'll, it'll light you up. Um, you know, mm-hmm. your, your skull is pretty much the hardest one bone in your body. So, you know, you can take some shots to the top of it pretty good, but if a knee lands in your nose, um, that you might as well call that gif because it's getting spread like peanut butter. You know, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the hardest part about, I mean, cause it's a truly athletic move to spring off the ground and bring your knee up at, at the same time. But then again, like mm-hmm. I said before, just telegraph. So the timing's got to be perfect. You know, okay. I liked how you talked about the takedown and and the flying knee because it couldn't be more true, especially if we're looking at one of the greatest flying knees and one of the greatest knockouts, not only in in UFC history, but combat sports history as a whole. And it was the fastest knockout in UFC history when Jorge Masvidal absolutely sent Ben Askren into the shadow realm with a flying knee. And you talk about telegraph. Ben Askren, if you watched his entire UFC career up to that, I'm pretty sure he was undefeated up until that fight. And Right, he came over from a, a different organization. I think it one was Bellator, I can't remember. Yeah, he came over from one championship after one of the worst trades ever. Uh, it was Demetrius Johnson for Ben Askren. Why the hell would you ever make that trade? I don't know. But, you know, besides the fact, uh, Jorge Masvidal knew that Ben Askren was going to go in there and shoot for the takedown because that's what he does. He's one of the best wrestlers in UFC history. People don't really give Ben Askren his credit and what he did for the sport and what he did in the sport. But, you know, people really look at Ben Askren. They look at, they look at Jake Paul. And they look at him getting knocked out in, I think, five seconds. So he shot for that, that, that takedown in the first three seconds. 
Jorge Masvidal knew exactly where to be. Talk about telegraph. Talk about plan. He knew that was going to happen, and it was beautiful. Okay. Hey, uh, Z, yeah, Caden, it's funny that you bring up that fight because that fight, as long ago happened, that was like one of the first uh, first things I was covering on this show when I first came on the show. And you weren't here for the joke then, so I'll throw it out then. Because uh, as much Ben had been talking up before the hype, you know he'd been asking for it. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh yeah, yeah he, was, he was asking for it. He was asking for Anita's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey Z, Z, I got a question for you. Um, it's all over the trades this week. Can uh, signing a contract with Don King save Adrian Broner's career? Uh, the the short answer is no. Um, with I mean Adrian Broner right now, he he he's, he's to me, he's he's out of the prime. He's out of the running. Uh, what he does have is a name. Uh, he, he he could use the name without Don King, but I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly what Don King's recent history has been, but his past history is kind of cloudy. So I, I don't really pick Don King to save anybody's career. Uh-huh. Okay. How about uh, all right? We have another one for you. Is uh, Oscar Valdez versus uh, Adam Lopez uh, coming up on the, in May. Uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, I like Oscar Valdez. I don't know too much about Adam Lopez. I have to uh, look him up and look at some of his fights. But uh, Oscar mm-hmm. Valdez, he, he's uh, kind of one of those guys who he has a, a pretty good work rate. Uh, he's, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a guy who could kind of be, I want to say do it all, not you know at the, to me, not the how I'm going to say, not at the super elite level, but he's like really really good at doing you know everything. A smart fighter, uh, as I say, a high pace guy, and you know and that's the only really I mean I forgot who uh, his loss or uh, uh, his loss, um, but mm-hmm. I, I, I forgot exactly who it was, but. Uh, I, I just know that uh, I like saying Oscar Valdez fight. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. where you can kind of, you, you could tell guys to try to emulate some of what he does. Okay. Well, what about uh, Jean Pascal trying to make a comeback now? Um, he's got a fight coming up uh, at the end of the month uh, with Michael, uh, I think it's Forrest. Yeah, John Pascal's a guy who uh, – I mean, we we remember his one career he had. Uh, seems like he has, mm-hmm. you know, he's a guy who takes his career in segments. Um, he had one mm-hmm. career. Uh, it, it seemed like uh, his younger career. Then he made a resurgence. So, uh, and he actually made a pretty good account of himself in the loss of uh, Bivol. But, you know, he made a very, pretty mm-hmm. good account of himself. Um, mm-hmm. South was a bit older. Uh, his style, he changed his style a little bit more. You know, he before we was more uh, a mover ambush guy. He he'll move his feet, move his feet, then he'll come at you. Um, he, he that time he was wild and wing punches. Uh, he settled his game down a bit to uh, be more mature. I'm gonna say he you know settled his feet down. Um, punches, you know, he's more economical with his punches. 
But I mean, he still can kind of hide. You know, he still can fight at a kind of high pace. Um, but now that he's older, uh, I, I mean, he to me, he's it's good that he's making money, but he's done on the elite level. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hey, Caden, uh, what do you think about uh, Katie Taylor? Uh, he's got a fight coming up with Chantel uh, Camara. You know, I don't know much about her opponent, but Katie Taylor, if you've been around the world, you should probably know who she is already. She's made her she's made her statement fights. I'm pretty sure against Clarissa Shields. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I, I don't know if she won or lost those fights. I, I forget. But uh, and, and uh, she's coming in to fight whoever she's fighting now. I'm I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll win. And you know, she's uh is she boxing or is she, or is she fighting MMA in this fight? She's fighting MMA. She's fighting MMA this fight. Yeah, I'm sure mm-hmm. she'll win. Uh, I'm not. You know, I don't really know the, the the most about Katie Taylor, and I know nothing about her upcoming opponent. So mm-hmm. not, there's not much I can really say on that fight. How about you, Bob? Yeah, no, I don't. I I don't know much about the next fight coming up, but I did notice uh, there was a decision for the Leon Edwards Carmen Usin, and I want Katie to tell me what happened. Oh yeah, so. Um, Big fight. Uh, we were talking about at the start. At the start, we, we said we'd cover it when it ended, and it, it just did end. It was a decision win for Leon Edwards. He is now the undisputed champion, and in my in, in my in my opinion, you're not really the champion until you defend your belt. And he defended his belt against the best of the best, and he he really showed out. He showcased all of his. You know, all of his, all of his new, um, you know, all of his new weapons, all of his new training, and you mm-hmm. really saw that he worked on stuffing the takedown. This fight, Kamal Usman mm-hmm. is one of the best counter pound wrestlers in UFC history. He he tried to take down Leon fifteen times. He had fifteen takedowns wow. in fight. Mm-hmm. Leon only got taken down four times. Now, four times is four times too many. But out of 15, when you're fighting a guy like Kamaru Usman, I'm going to give you your props. I'm going to give you your props. And the reason why he really won that fight is the later rounds. Those last two rounds, he was messing them up in between the lines. He was in his face mm-hmm. on him every second of those last two rounds, and that's really what won him the fight. It wasn't a lot of action. First, in the first couple rounds, they were just kind of, you know, feeling out not only octagon but the crowd. They were, you know, getting into rhythm. It's just like most fights, but you know, this one was off to a particularly slow start. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for the ending to be like how it was, I'm not. I just, I'd have to rewatch it again because you know I was doing the show and watching it, so it wasn't. I didn't have my 100% attention, uh, you know, locked on. On this fight, but mm-hmm. I did see that the parts I saw and were watching and were paying attention to, it was it was kind of a back and forth battle up and towards those later rounds as I was saying. But uh, you know, I, I could definitely see how Leon won the fight. But if you were going to uh-huh. argue that it could have gone both ways, then you know I, I'd have to agree with you because I, I could see how Usman won the fight. 
just because of those those fifteen takedown attempts alone, there shouldn't there shouldn't be that many. And you know, I'm sure I'm sure you can cover a little bit as as well, Bob. Okay. Yeah, and, and like so well, you, by what you told me, so I appreciate it. See, I got a question for you. Uh, Jason uh, seems to think that uh, the uh, Tank Davis uh, Ryan Garcia uh, fight they expect seven hundred thousand viewers. Is, is that correct? Do you think or not? Uh, it, well, the way they're building it up, it, it's going to be a lot of viewers. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. put a number on it, but uh, it's going it's to be one of the biggest fights in recent memory, just because the, I mean, uh-huh. and. I mean, really, the hype. Javante Davis has been there, but Ryan mm-hmm. Garcia is kind of—I don't want to say sprung out of nowhere—but uh, he's more or less the—he's he's the new figure in this in, in this uh, chapter. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and what, what what's interesting is, you know, that these are guys who who their fights, you know, they, they knock guys out, they stop, you know, and that's always exciting. But their dimensions, their physical dimensions. Are, are polar opposite. Ryan Garcia is tall for the division. Uh, Javante Davis is short for the division. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, one thing is, they, but both of them they want to put that 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 left on you for the most part. Now, Tank Davis hits hard with both hands. Ryan Garcia hits pretty hard with both hands, but Ryan Garcia his money his money shots the left off. So, mm-hmm. um, and. Really, it's going to be you know it's going to be Ryan Garcia's you know his fast hands his his length against Tank Davis's experience. Mm-hmm. Both neither guy's old. Neither guy you know I to be honest don't know if Tank Davis is even in his prime yet. Um, I know Ryan Garcia isn't. So mm-hmm. it's, like, it's you know it, it, you have a very good dynamic with it, but at the same time I. I don't know how long they're going to let this marinate. <laughs> no, I hope you guys sign the fight soon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, they, they put a, you know, they, they're hoping to get it off on the uh, uh, five twenty. Um, so we'll see what happens then. But uh, uh, there was one other question I, I had for you. Uh, uh, Gabe Rosado missed weight by a, a large amount. To, he was supposed to fight tonight. Uh, what do you think about that? Did he not, just not want to work uh, with uh, Ramirez? No. Um, Gay Rosado's been in the game for a long time. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and he's not one to really miss weight. What he'll do, he'll fight at different weights. He'll go up and down weights to, you know, to catch fights. Uh, and he's mm-hmm. a guy who'll fight anybody. Uh, so I mean, with, with that said, it, it you know to, when a fighter misses weight, it never really surprises me. But I mean, for like Gabe Rosado, I wouldn't expect him to to do that. But you know, he's been right. in the game for a long time. Uh, you you come to enough weigh-ins, like, I guess you know, you're going to miss weight maybe one time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right, what do you think about? Uh, here's another one for you. The questionable stuff. Uh, Canelo Alvarez, of course, is going to fight. He's not going to fight on the fifth as he always does. He's going to fight on the sixth now in Mexico uh, against Ryder. Uh, going home to his own uh, crowd, his home crowd. Uh, will that 
make a, a big difference on the uh, in the fight, you think? No, no. I, I wouldn't give Ryder much of a shot if they fought on the moon. It, it doesn't really even matter. Right, right? I mean, I, you know, Canelo right now, that's, that's a fight. You know, he's, that's kind of a stay active fight to me. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be uh, ringside looking at Plant and Benavidez. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what you know is going on. They're, they're eyeing that. Mm-hmm. They're trying to build those two up to see kind of who Canelo's next opponent is. If, if Plant mm-hmm. looks good and he, he gets the victory, he'll get another shot at Canelo. Canelo wouldn't mind. He beat mm-hmm. him once before. You know, he wouldn't mind. Um, now, mm-hmm. Benavidez, it depends how he wins. If he goes out there and destroys Plant, I don't know if Canelo immediately jumps on that fight. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not sure about that. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, you know, Canelo, I think he's going to easily take care of Ryder and going to be looking at what's going on. You know, he's going to be eyeing whoever wins that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, guys, that brings us to, <clears throat> brings us pretty close to the end of our hour here. I want to thank you all for being so well prepared, and uh, I appreciate it. Um, Z, an update on mom? Uh, she's doing a lot better. She's getting around a bit better. Uh, and she should be, you know, almost normal pretty soon. Great. Great. And, Bob, uh, we have an update on the uh, the Admiral? <laughs> yeah. she's uh, She just got in town. Uh, she'll be in town for like a whopping 12, maybe 14 hours, and then she's headed back to, oh, oh she said maybe 18. So... <laughs> <laughs> but sorry, we uh, we'll keep her in our prayers and keep her. You know, we want to keep safe. Uh, there's not many good doctors out there that uh, um, do what she does and and, and uh, defends our not only our country but uh, takes care of those uh, those sailors and marines. So uh, we appreciate everything she does. Okay, will do. I'll pass it along. Kane, thank you. Kane, you want to lead us out? Oh, yeah, it was an amazing night, not only for UFC, but, you know, for this radio show. It was a good time talking with everybody, as it always is. And make sure you all check out. And we have just moved uh, Tea Time, our, our, uh, our radio show that we have on Tuesdays. We have made a separate podcast of Tea Time on Apple Podcasts. So if you'd like to tune into that, it's on Apple Podcasts at uh, Tea Time Reports. And uh, we're, we're just over there having fun. It's more of a lifestyle podcast. And uh, tune in if you – really, it would really make my day if, if you decided to tune in. And uh, you gave us a listen, maybe a follow. And it was, uh, a, again, a great night, not only for MMA, but for this radio show. And uh, I'll see you all next time. It was a good time talking with you all. Okay, thanks. Bob? Another great show. Thanks, guys. Always fun. Uh, rapping with uh, Caden and uh, Vito, uh, Frank. So uh, I'm just full of crow right now because of all the mistakes I made <laughs> last week and my predictions and fumbling tonight. So I'll uh, probably take a nap after this. Sounds good. <laughs> my belly's full of crow. So, uh, all right, guys, keep your uh, eyes up, chins down. Thank you. God bless everyone. Have a good week. All right, thanks. Z? Another wonderful show. I want to thank Bob, Caden, you, Butch, all of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. And if anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Good. Okay.
gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation for the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and police and fire services. When you're out there and you see somebody in uniform, please let them know you know they're there. These are very tough times for guys in uniform. Not everybody who wears a uniform is a bad guy. There's an awful lot of good guys out there. It's also dedicated to the doctors and nurses at the hospital as well as the first responders. And there's wonderful people to keep cleaning the hospital because they put themselves in harm's way as well. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening. We want you to stay safe. Um, it's been a great uh, St. Patty's Day weekend. I was just looking at the numbers. What was expected to be 60 or 70 DUIs last night turned out to only be three. That's tremendous. Uh, tremendous. Uh, um, thank you to everybody out there for using Uber or whatever. Remember, if you drink, don't drive. If you drive, don't drink. It's very easy. That's a nice formula. And if you do drive and drink and drive, just remember, it's, it's approximately $25,000 now between the fines and everything else. So let's uh, let's keep everybody safe and, and all, off the roads. Um, these programs are dedicated to those who have lost their lives in the line of duty. Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcap, Patrolman Jeffrey, uh, uh, David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Yazowitz, Sergeant Thomas Bager, Detective Randy Bell, Detective Ricky Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Hemmer, Sergeant Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, Charlotte, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Patrolman Charlie Condit, Tarpon Springs Police Department, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris LeVake, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman Onofa Christman, Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerba, Newcastle County Police, Patrolman jo- Patrol Deputy Josh Meyer, Nassau County Sheriff's Department, Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department, Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Artis Hope, Wilmington Fire Department, Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department, Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol, Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol, Chief Al Hogan, Longwood Key Police Department, Chief Jimmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department, uh, Deputy uh, Mike Hargrove, Pinellas County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Blaine Lane, Polk County Sheriff's Department, Deputy Chris Meyer, Polk County Sheriff's Department, and Sergeant Chris uh, Christopher Fitzgerald, uh, Philadelphia Sheriff's Department, and Temple University Police Department. My brothers and sisters, although you may be 10-7 at this point in time, at some time we'll be 10-10 at the table of war. Until that time, may the rose rise out to meet you. May the winds be always at your back. May the rains fall softly on your fields and the sun shine lightly on your face. Until we meet again, may the good Lord keep you and your families always in the hollow of his hands. Good night, God bless, and have a great week.
County Dispatch 1999. County Dispatch 1999. County Dispatch 1999. All units be advised 1999. Response to request emergency. May God rest his soul and all the souls of faith departed. To the mercy of God. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.